Hello everyone. Thanks for joining us in this episode of the BRM Brown Bag. I'm your host Suresh GP. Now, what a way to start the BRM week. <laughs> While I was looking at uh, who should I have for my episode number 18, I wanted to reach out to a good friend of mine who has been a passionate BRM and has been doing some pioneering work for higher education as part of Purdue. So please join me in welcoming Leon McGovern in uh, for the BRM Brown Bag session, uh, who is a director of BRM, who has kindly consented us to be a guest for this episode. Thanks, Leon, for taking time, and I hope you're doing well and staying safe. Yeah, well, thank you very much for the invite. So uh, this episode is also commemorating the BRM uh, World Week, and we really are honored to host people like you who are passionately giving back to the community. So ever since I met you at the BRM Connect a few years back, uh, <laughs> we have been having conversations around it. But let's, for the viewers, give us a bit of a background around your story of uh, what made you to uh, come into BRM and what's been a journey so far so that uh, the viewers will know about your uh, history around what enticed you to the business relationship management space? So I am, again, as you had said, director of BRM with the College of Agriculture, uh, the IT organization. Uh, so I am, a, I am in the technology function. So the department I'm in is agriculture information technology. Uh, so the College of Agriculture, Purdue University. And we started on the BRM journey probably early 2015 it was something that the director at the time or and department had felt that we were missing uh, the potential so in a sense it was a gap um, a lot of the faculty in the college just were unsure of the technology that existed across the campus and that included even within the college. And so with conversations, decided to go down this route. Now, we didn't quite start with BRM in the beginning. We really started on the CRM right. space, which is really heavy in that sales area. Right. And we knew that that wasn't going to work. Uh, it was really about the relationship and doing that navigating and connecting. We understood right. that early on, but we... It took us a little longer to get to where we needed to go because of that. So when we did find the BRM Institute, and I can still remember taking that first uh, certification course, it was like drinking water from the fire hydrant. Right. I knew that this was the right path, that it wasn't something that we were going to lean into hard as far as working with kind of that salesy feel Correct. with our faculty. Instead, sitting down, having conversations building those trusted relationships. So when they had that idea, we could then work with them, look for the technology, again, not only in our college, but also across the entire campus. And we, once, we, once we had that and we knew that that was the right way to go, we just built from there. And one of the other things that, I, you, that you know that I often talk about is even those first few months once I had the uh, BRM team, we were still trying to figure out where do we bring the best value 
to the college and right. to our faculty. Our faculty are our business partners, by the way. Sure. And what we end up doing is spending a lot of t- space in what I refer to as the discovery space, really out front, looking for that emerging tech. So it's working not only with core IT services right. of the campus, but also looking for faculty in other colleges, such as engineering and polytechnic, developing um, emerging tech that can be applied in the College of Agriculture, whether it's researchers working in the agronomy space, um, working in the microbiome space, let's say with food sciences. And so that is where we've really done a lot of the work. And that puts us out in front of ideation, right. which then allows us to really grab onto the potential of those ideas and move forward. And because of that, the last couple of years, we have some really exciting things going on and they've looked to us to bring in use cases. Uh, We have a new research data ecosystem that is being built uh, with actually one of Mark Sullivan's, um, uh, actually two of his faculty, that's really going to move the college forward. And that I believe is the strength, but also the potential of VRM and where we're really moving. Because at the end of the day, we're part of that equation. Right. We're not the equation, but we're part of it. And a lot of, you know, we work with faculty that are trying to solve climate issues, um, feed the people, food insecurity. And so just to be part of that, I, that's kind of where the passion lies. That's, uh, you know, it comes back to that purpose thing. Excellent. So, uh, Leon, in terms of um, the BRM program, when you actually started out building a program, um, I know that you would have been not, it would not been much easier. It, it went kind of scramble around putting all those components if you're doing it from scratch. So, uh, whether some some lessons learned in terms of building the program, you've been you have been successfully running this program for a while now. So, any any uh, thought process for someone who's trying to build a program uh, in their own uh, organization? Yes. So one of the things that we learned early on, because we're a technology focus, a lot of us came from the technology space into this. um, And I think we have it, we had it, well, I don't think, I know we had a tendency to spend too much time and too much focus on the tech and our technology partners. It's because it was easy, right? That's, you know, the language, um, you know, the customs, it's that, but it's also the don't, if you need something, contact me. Correct. And as a BRM, that doesn't work. So one of the things our friend Ibrahim Jackson coined for us is that not behind a desk. Correct. Is that out and about, um, always being proactive, but looking for opportunities. Again, uh, the CIO at Butler University a few years back coined a phrase, um, engineered serendipity. Right. It's ensuring you're at the right place at the right time. So we go out and take advantage of a lot of seminars that are being done in the departments, looking for things, so on and so forth. But what we needed to do is focus our attention from technology to our business partners. Right. You know, it is business relationship management. Technology partners are critical for us in order to get the work done. They are definitely, you know, they are as important to the equation as our actual faculty and business partners. But if you don't spend time with business partners, you really don't understand what they're trying to do and what they're trying to accomplish. It also, and 
I had been with the College of Agriculture for 20 years at that right. point, yeah. a little less. And I thought I knew what the college was doing. And as we went out and about and did um, did that exploration at Discovery Space, I, I didn't know as much as I thought I did. I mean, I was still aware of things, but once you start really digging down, it's amazing the talent we have in the College of Agriculture and also what they're trying, some of the problems that they're trying to solve. And so <clears throat> one of the things I'll often tell people is where you or ask people, where are you spending your time? Right. Are you spending your time where you're comfortable or are you going out? Because it can be intimidating to sit across from your business partners. It's a different language. Right. Um, you're unaware of interactions. Sometimes, <clears throat> excuse me, for us, it's even the science. Okay. You know, these are, these are extremely brilliant people and it can be intimidating. Okay. Uh, so kind of lesson number two is, you have to get comfortable with the uncomfortable. Right. <clears throat> you have to, you just, and you do. And I think, but it does take time, you know, it, and like a good year or so, but that's, and that's consistent, like doing it on a weekly basis, walking into um, open seminars, um, being proactive with or interacting with your faculty members and sitting down and learning. I mean, we'll never be scientists, researchers, um, even faculty that do instruction, because we also work with the teaching space, but that's not our job, right? right. But our right. job is at a high level, understanding what they do, but also understanding what their goals and outcomes are coming are, are at. So those, you know, and then what I always lead into is number three, and what I just, what I talked about at the BRM Connect conference this last year was we were we are successful today because going into this i understood the basic itil approach of taking best practice your organization and then creating a good practice sure. right so because at the beginning i was like many people you know you want to take a framework and you want it one size fits all it should work and then you almost feel like you're trying to wedge it into a small corner. And so what we did was kind of took a step back and said, okay, we have all these frameworks. Right. And as that we went out and we were learning the business, things would start to come to the surface. And I can still remember one of the BRMs after being out and about came back and said, I have this faculty that's thinking about doing something. Right. And I'm like, okay, wait a minute. Oh, I think that's part of value management. <laughs> Wait, that's ideation. <laughs> okay, let's get ideation out and take a look at it. Now, the ideation framework straight out of the box isn't going to work at Purdue. Good. Good. We're having to tweak it a little bit, yeah. but we can still use the essence of it and really where we want to get to. Yeah. <clears throat> so we do start with an idea document. But what we've done is we've actually broken the value plan into two steps right. to do just a general feasibility study and also a technology study. Okay. And then based on that, you know, it kind of collapses. That'll be the value plan. And then as we go through governance or it's decided to move forward, then it'll move into a business case zone and so forth. So being able to adapt right. and understanding that it's okay. I think as I see new BRMs coming into um, the space, 
it's almost as if, well, I should just use it as is. And it's getting comfortable with saying, yes, there's a model out there. There's, um, again, a framework. Understand what it's trying to achieve, what the outcomes are of that. Take what works for your organization. But the key comes back to you have to know your organization and you have to know your business partners, right? And I think that's one of the hardest things um, to do. And I also think by better understanding your organization and your business partners, that will often move you from that tactical space into the strategy space. Awesome. Instead of worrying about that kind of day-to-day where's a ticket, where's an order, you start having different conversations. Excellent. I think uh, you you can actually spin around the whole time speaking about all the journey experiences to do that. And that drives me to the next point about, um, I know that you had a dedicated BRM uh, being enrolled as a part of program, but was it in your plan to build BRM as a capability? Uh, Because as you start small to build a program, Was your focus primarily to look at BRMs to do all the work uh, as part of the whole uh, business partnering exercise? Or was it also in your mind that, okay, I will start with the BRMs, but I want to build a capability. What was your thought and approach towards that long-term vision of making it more sustainable? So So again, remember in the beginning, we didn't have a name for it. Right. But what I did have, and again, people often hear is I had a directive. Right. And that was to bring the technology investment directly to faculty. Hmm. Uh, we've tweaked it a little bit over time, but for the most part, it, stay, it has stayed tried and true. Right. The one way we are um, meeting that directive is through BRM. Right. It's building those um, relationships, understanding our outcomes, and then navigating and connecting to when we started out, it was going to be myself and one other BRM and potentially. And then there was also some heavy suggestion with somebody we were working with at the university had, had done some of this work before. Um, Doug Foster, who's now CIO down in South Dakota, he was deputy CIO at the time. And he also suggested an administrative assistant. Right. Um, in fact, suggested that we hire that first, but we delayed that and at the same time because we had such a good candidate pool we actually hired two brms right and then that next year we hired a brm programmer um coordinator now part of the reason um like we could do we need more absolutely because we since we work with faculty we have a potential of 300 business partners um here in the college uh, we're about halfway there uh, right. we we, we focus more on those faculty as business partners that are more in the innovative, engaged space. Sure. Um, a lot are content, and that's okay, too. It's just because we're in that technology emerging tech space. That's that's our focus. Um, with COVID, we've taken a little bit of a hit. Yeah. Um, Mark uh, Sullivan, who is a BRM out that has graciously stepped into the interim support service manager role. Right. Uh, we're currently working on... Um, different options to move him back into BRMP or BRM because it's his uh, passion. Uh, we had Crystal Domkowski, but she actually moved on. Um, it went into manufacturing in this space. Right. And so Brendan Reese has joined us. And then our program coordinator, Kayla Garganis, is that position still in the hiring freeze space. Right. <clears throat> we miss that space. <laughs> 
I completely. We not only missed her, but we missed the we missed the position because we were out of the office more than we were in, and she was truly our anchor sure. that made it all possible. Uh, so yeah, we still move on. It's, COVID has affected us, um, especially as it continues to drag on. But we still look at opportunities to engage, um, have those interactions, continue to build those relationships. We're looking forward to getting back on campus. Um, but it's been great to see what started out with a relationship and an idea has turned into some real work yeah. and projects that are occurring. Yeah, I think I think that's phenomenal. I think uh, the way you've uh, put on your efforts to build in and uh, make a difference and impact is, is important. So a couple of questions to, to kind of wrap it up. One of the questions is, is, do you see this trend about BRM in higher ed beyond Purdue, right? What's the space look like? Because I'm looking at, uh, is there a real reason why BRM should be there in higher ed? Do you see that trend happening? Is there a lot more adoption towards the space? Are you still, you're being the guinea pig towards making that facelift to change? So one of the things I'll always say is we look different than most higher ed programs. Uh, do I believe BRM is needed at the enterprise level, working between uh, like a technical BRM, working between the IT organizations and business services and HR, just like other corporations and companies out there? Absolutely. Um, where I think the biggest gap is and the biggest opportunity is actually in the academy. Mm-hmm in the college because we have faculty that try to truly trying to move forward and the way technology is impacting not only higher ed and research and educate and instruction but also agriculture right we're getting hit on multiple sides and where do they go to If they want to put sensors in the field or if they have a field in the middle of nowhere and the data coming back real time, where do they turn to? And often they might turn to another colleague who knows another colleague at another university that knows another colleague and connects them. Um, But sometimes, sometimes there's a hit and sometimes there's a miss. So, with a BRM program, again, it's that navigating, connecting, it's getting technology partners, whether core IT services, which are still important, but also other faculty or one of the spaces we're potentially looking at is even startups yeah. that are building this tech that can help faculty <clears throat> in research and even education. Because what we're seeing now is our instructors are starting to bring in the agriculture tech, so the ag tech and digital ag, right. into the classroom. And so how can we shorten plus architect early, you know, having a technical partner in there closer to the idea so that they're helping them architect. So when it comes time to implementation, it works. And then they continue, continue on. We had a situation this past um, spring where we had a faculty put in sensors in a remote location with a, and we, we got them connected. And so made sure, you know, they got the right sensors, but it was also getting the data back. Right. And agriculture, uh, IT, the systems group had a trailer, a portable Wi-Fi trailer that they modified to do what's known as LoRa um, networking. We moved it down there 
and they had the they had a hundred year flood that night, literally. But it's also VRM working and understanding and helping were needed making those connections with faculty and with us, even their grad students, that they were able to actually move all of that tech from Southern Indiana to Northern Indiana, have it set up in two weeks and move on. Right. And, and getting the, the faculty getting what they needed. In fact, he's going to now expand his research this year to include additional data points. So right. it just shows you with, if you can get your technology partners in closer, yeah. but a lot of times faculty don't know where to start. Okay. And so that's that blue, that's that BRM. It's that navigating and connecting. It's the orchestration. It's the demand management. It's all those pieces. And so in higher ed, I constantly look at, you know, as far as I think there's one other program similar to us up in Minnesota, but that's it. And what, what are we missing out there to even move things for it? Is there a, faculty member, researcher somewhere that has that key to climate change. It doesn't know how to get connected to the tech. What if? Yeah, no, absolutely right. And I think what should happen also is as part of your work that you do with your faculty and technology business partners, you know, how do we showcase the great work that Purdue um, is doing to the rest of the world? I think we all learn from getting inspired about the story so that you never know. Uh, going forward in 2022 and beyond, we'll have more higher eds jumping into this bandwagon and seeing the value of PRM, right? So my one my final question um, for, for this edition would be, um, what do you think the future of BRM would be going forward, right? We, we are in this whole unprecedented situation. There's a lot of things talked about, um, the great resignation <laughs> of things going around, um, there's a lot of hit and misses. So what do you think is, is the future for the PRMs in, 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 in looking forward? So I'll say the same thing I said at Connect yeah. is, I don't know. Do I believe the future is BRM? Absolutely. Because as things speed up, and the need for speed in this space, especially the technology function, right. in order to make that happen, that's that's the BRM. That's right. the BRM. That's the relationships. It's more than engagement. Yeah. Engagement is important because engagement helps build relationships. But what I also remind people every once in a while is that you can also disengage. Yeah. Um, what... I would like to see happen is more and more dedicated BRMs. I know here at Purdue, we're very fortunate that I have dedicated BRMs, but I think we also need to look at those positions out there that have the potential or are already doing some of the relationship building. So I've inherited over actually, actually advocated for it. So I shouldn't say inherited. Um, two teams through COVID with hiring freezes and that. And so I now have a support services team and I have the academic IT specialists. I, they don't all, the academic IT will still report into the departments, um, but some of the shared technology across all of the departments, uh, we now have a manager that's going to be overseeing and helping coordinate some of that. 
So looking at those positions, understanding where the BRM activities are, where we need to bring that BRM mindset in, but also understand that there is a continuum between support services and BRM and how can they work together, support each other, but also what are the relationships look like in all of those teams that they build with faculty and staff and again, then how do we work together? And then in a sense, building a wider BRM capability that looks a little bit different, but is still meeting our directive and still doing the BRM work. Excellent. Awesome. Uh, Leon, it was a real pleasure talking with you as part of the BRM episode and, uh, Cannot start this BRM World Week uh, with such a great conversation. I'm looking forward to have more conversations in the future. And thank you so much for sharing your insights. Thank you. Enjoy and thanks.